ready, Steve? Uh-huh. Andy? Yeah! Bert? Well, all right, fellas. Let's go! You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro. Joining us today, Mr. Michael Bork. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne. Good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Thursday, 16th day of December, 2021. Thanks so much for joining us, whoever you are, wherever you are, we're just glad to have you right here, right now. The best way to join the show, every day, 12 noon Eastern, you only have to do this once, go to our homepage at cfrn.net, on the right hand side of the page, click the big microphone, follow the instructions, You'll be registered in about 30 seconds, and that will give you one-click access to the show each and every day. No lengthy login process, just simple one-click access. It also gives you access to the question box so that you can ask questions and participate in the discussion. Now, we also stream the show live on our YouTube channel. It's very easy to remember, youtube.com slash CFRN. Not only do we broadcast live each day during the show, but we archive every daily show. Currently, there are over 1,800 daily live broadcasts archived for your educational and viewing pleasure. And while you're there on the YouTube channel, be sure to hit the subscribe button and click the little bell this way Anytime that we go live outside of our normally scheduled programming, you'll be notified. Unfortunately, when you join via the YouTube channel, though, you do not have access to the question box. Now, if you're listening to this after the fact as a podcast, either on Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcast. You can hit pause on your podcast player right now. Go to youtube.com slash CFRN and simply click on the video with today's date, December 16th, 2021, and you'll be able to see the entire show, not just hear it, but see it complete with all the charts and everything we'll be talking about over the next hour or two. So with that said, let us open with a word of prayer. Here's a scripture for you, Psalm 91, 1. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Now, as the holidays approach, <clears throat> I know that some of us 
tend to get a little homesick. Even if we're all grown up and have our own homes and have our own kids and maybe even our grandkids, our thoughts tend to drift back to the days of our own childhood, back when a home was really a home. Uh, I wrote an article yesterday for Seeking Alpha, and I, I talked about the fact that so many people uh, over the past decade, uh, when real estate prices run up, they refinance their houses, uh, they turn their house into an ATM, when in fact uh, a home is where you build memories. Those memories that you get homesick for around the holidays. Unfortunately, many of these refis are being done with adjustable rate mortgages and with the Fed telling us that next year we're going to see rate hikes. People who aren't working, who are living off of their refi money are going to be in for a big shock next year. Now that rate hike could come as early as March, maybe not till June, but Jerome Powell seems to be a man of his word. And if he says he's going to raise rates uh, possibly as much as three times next year, uh, that's going to, it's going to not be a complete repeat of 2008, but you're going to see a lot of for sale signs up and down the street that you live on. Now I looked into the word home and home is the place where one lives permanently, especially as a member of a family or as the abiding place of the affections. Home has been called the place where your heart is, and I believe that's true. It's not necessarily a building, but a gathering place, a location that may not have a street address, but once you've arrived, you know you're there because you are known to those around you and loved in spite of your imperfections. Psalm 91 says, Lord, through all the generations, you have been our home. He is the home we can all rest in and run to when we are struggling. He is comfort and peace. He is love and forgiveness. He is grace and mercy. And in his presence, we are known. There's no need to fear no room for doubt, and no reason to question intentions. When our eyes and heart are focused on Him, we can be reminded of how very brief this life is and the refuge that awaits in Him. This world is full of uncertainty, fear, and so many unknowns. But because we know Jesus, we can feel at home in a matter of moments no matter our location, as we seek His presence. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, there's so many reasons in the world to fear right now. So many circumstances leave us longing for the comfort of home. Help us to run to You when those hard times come. Help us to remember that you know us and love us in spite of ourselves, in spite of our shortcomings. Draw us to your side 
for we can rest in absolute peace and assurance of your goodness. And most of all, help us remember that home is where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, happy Thursday, guys. Hope it is a happy Thursday for you, whoever you are, wherever you are. If you watched the Fed announcement yesterday, <clears throat> it was quite the event. Uh, I didn't hear <laughs> I didn't hear Jerome say a whole lot of positive things, uh, but boy, the market sure liked it. And I think it's because of the way he worded it. What he did was he assured the money managers that they've got a little bit of time left to push this market higher because their year-end bonuses depend upon how the markets close for the year. So let me give you these numbers. We'll start here in the U.S. with the cash markets, the indices as they're called. Currently the Dow is up 116 points. But on the other hand, the NASDAQ is down 267 points. That's over one and three quarter percent. The S&P 500 is down 16 points. And the Russell 2000 is down five. In the commodity basket, crude oil up $1.94, trading 72.81 last. That's a gain of two and three quarter percent. And we did roll forward on crude today to the G contract. Last night's alerts were for the F contract, but there's still plenty of volume in the F contract for any of the alerts that were put out last night. Gold is up $34, trading 17.9850 last. That's a gain of almost 2%. And look at silver, ha <laughs> ha, up 98 cents. <clears throat> Remember, a $1 move in the price of silver, if you're trading futures, it's $5,000. Profit or loss depends upon which side of the trade you're on. But silver is up now 99 cents, 99 and a half cents, trading 22.54 last one contract is worth five grand if you're long. That's a gain on the session of over four and a half percent. In the Asian markets at the close, the Nikkei posted a gain of 606 points. That's a little over 2%. Shanghai added 27 points. The Hang Seng added 54. And in the European markets, at the close, the FTSE posted a gain of 89 points. That's one and a quarter percent. The DAX rose 160 points. That's a gain of over 1%. And the CAC rose 77 points, which again is a gain of over 1%. That gives us a green day in Asia a green day in the UK, but it is a mixed Radio Thursday here in the US of A, with the Dow, the only one in the green, 
uh, up by 117 points. NASDAQ deep in the red, down one and three quarter percent. S&P 500 down just 16 points. The Russell 2000 down just seven. So with that, I'll rise as we pass the mic over to Michael for a recap of everything that happened this morning in the live training room. After that, I'll come back. We'll take a look at the logic alerts, the two four, the logic two four seven alerts, the concierge yeah. trade alerts, and at any time that you have a question, all you got to do is type it into the question box. Nobody sees what you type but us, and we'll be more than happy to answer the question. So, Michael, I can see your charts. Take it away. All right. Well, here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is Thursday, the 16th day of December 2021. Now, um, if you are an active partner, remember it's Thursday, partners meeting tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay, if you have not taken a free trial, go here to emetrainingschool.com and scroll down to right here. All that we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest training challenge so we can tailor one-on-one training just for you. Hit the send button, you'll be sent a confirmation link. You must click on that confirmation link. Okay, if you don't click the link, excuse me, we don't know that you took the free trial, so make sure you click on that link. All right, now recaps. Today was not a real easy day trading. It was a little bit complicated. We had some stopouts today, I think like four of them, something like that. But anyway, um, I don't remember if I said this or not, so I'm going to say it again. If you're going to read the spreadsheet, you can read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today is the 16th day of December 2021. We made 24 ticks in crude. We lost 13 in gold. And we made 36 on the ES. That put us at plus 560 on the morning session. Um, today, it took eight minutes and three trades to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we were up $100 a contract. And we took a total of 27 trades this morning. <laughs> so... On the month now, we're at $9,510 a contract. That's over 12 trading days, averaging $792 per contract per two-hour trading day. On the year, um, we've gotten our goal on 238 out of 241 days, and that puts us at $141,585. Um, so we're 241 days, averaging $587 per contract per two-hour trading day. If you were to quit trading when you got the goal for the day and follow the 2420 blueprint, Adding one contract a month, um, adding just one contract a month, um, you'd now be trading 12 contracts and you would have had to work a total of 62.68 hours this year and you would have averaged $3,041 per hour. Okay, for those, those all 62.68 hours. That's if you did everything exactly as I did. And that right there is what your net would be after an $8 commission, $8 round turn. Okay. Now, let's get into some things. Now, Microsoft rebooted on me, so all the stuff that I drew yesterday I don't think is going to show up, um, but I'm pretty sure most of it happened. Let me see if I still even have that chart open. It was a chart much like this. Um, no. Today is the 16th, so it might still be there. Hold on. Yeah, it looks like it's got some drawing objects on it. So what I was looking for, let's see, should be getting into it. Nope. This was yesterday afternoon um, where I drew all what I thought was going to happen. I believe I had it on a 30-minute 30, 30 chart. 
and what I thought was going to happen was I had drawn a circle down at the bottom down here um, yesterday about this time price was trading up here and <clears throat> I had drawn a circle that I wanted to see get down to the lowest weekly trading zone which was somewhere down here my circle was a lot like that and if I put everything on here, I was saying what I'd like to see is this candle here close back up above the MA1 and the BBC, I think, or one of these candles. Let me just put the stuff on. Um, and yeah, what I wanted to see was a close back up above the MA1 and the BBC. And that was when we had um, FOMC come out yesterday. That's what I was hoping for, what I was looking for. And this is pretty much what happened. It came down and it hit that that spot that I had drawn. And I think I had drawn it in based on this right over here and the lowest weekly trading zone. Um, I don't have either of those on here anymore because my computer rebooted on me last night before I saved it. But it hit this, it nailed it, and everything went up, and that was great. So now we're pulling back, and the retracement here of this huge leg up, you know, I would be surprised if we didn't get a deeper retracement to where we're at right now. Um, I would think we'd probably get back down to about here. Now, what we had said earlier this week on Tuesday, um, we were very close to the lowest weekly trading zone on Tuesday. And what we said is if we hit the lowest weekly trading zone on Tuesday, very often what will happen is we'll end the week at the total opposite end of the spectrum. Now, I don't even know where the weekly trading zones are right now for the highest and lowest. I don't know. But if I minimize this and we go back here and I bump this to a 30 minute chart then I should be able to see everything this was last week's zone so this was the lowest weekly trading zone where I was thinking I was hoping it was going to get to yesterday so that circle I drew went from like here I was looking at this for the spot that it was probably going to go down to and the weekly trading zone down below I had included all that in the circle and this touched the top of the circle and it just took off from there but this being the lowest zone, that's um, one, two, three, four, five. This is the highest zone right here at 7.89. So it didn't go to the lowest. It didn't go to the highest. It's all the zones in between. Um, I still like to see it hit the highest zone by the end of, by the end of the week. But here, let me flip this back down to a four tick range and do that, and we'll go over all the trades. Now, the ES, we had a bunch of trades on the ES, but I'm going to start out with gold because we only had a few on gold. Okay. Now, I don't remember if you guys remember me saying all that yesterday. Anybody listened at all? But that's the way it all worked out. Now, on gold, we started out right here. There was a trade that the entry should have been a little lower right in here, I think. No, the trend line was all right. No, that was good. Okay, I got a break even on that. Then I stopped out. And I got a, looks like, uh, plus three. So is it minus five after that? And I was drawing all this because gold just wasn't giving up any nice trades. You know, we took this one over here. We tried to take a chance on this, and it stopped me out. So at that point, I was at minus 13. And that's where I ended with gold for the day. I ended with minus 13. It just did not give anything good up the rest of the day. Um, even during the break, it had one trade right here that would have been a break even. It had one trade right here that would have been a break even. It was just not a great day for trading gold today. Um, and we did, uh, we did roll gold 
I believe, right? We rolled gold from F to G today. Was that crude oil we rolled? It was crude oil we rolled from F to G today. Um, now I'll get into crude. Um, I was back and forth quite a bit with crude today. Um, I kept drawing areas that I thought I was going to get to, and it was taking forever. This one took forever to get up to. This one, uh, 71.45, we did get up to it. It took forever to get up to. But we started out with a stop out here on crude. Um, it looks like I missed a trade right here. I have taken off the BBC right there. Um, I missed that one. I had to stop out here. Then I was looking for something. And let's see, we were minus eight. I picked up five there. Somehow I only got five out of that. And I put us at minus three. And then I picked up 10 there to put me at plus seven. Then uh, four to put me at plus 11. Then nine, somewhere in here. Made a break even, a break even. Then nine to put me at plus 20. Then somewhere in here, there's a stop out. Uh, it looks like I didn't write that down. We had a break even, a break even, a stop out to put me back down to 12. And then right at the end of the session, there was a trade right here. I think right here. I got 12 to put me back to 24. Um, I didn't write that down. And I also didn't write down... Um, I also didn't write down this, whatever that was. Let's see, 72.18. I believe I got some slippage on that, and I didn't get too much, but I got a little something out of it. That's neither here nor there. Um, during the break, see the slingshot was all messed up most of the time during the break here, so there really wasn't all that much you'd do. Really not. <laughs> there was one trade right here that would have just barely gotten you out at break even. Um, and that was it for crude oil. All right, now the ES, I went over all the stuff with the ES, but um, let's go all the way back here to the beginning of the morning session today. Here we go. All right, so on the ES, now I messed this up a little bit here. The very first thing that I did on the ES was mess it up. This first trade, it went enough to get the goal for the day, but I took it, but I accidentally triggered in. I had a target, and I was trailing my stop, and it triggered me in on the trailing stop, and then it nailed the target. And this actually, I actually lost two ticks right here. So I, I said I didn't get the goal here. I didn't get it until down here because I gave the two ticks right back. I did get eight ticks, but then I gave the two ticks right back, and I ended up with plus six because it was all in one transaction, really. You know, I had two exits to a trade, which actually put me long instead of short, and I lost two ticks. Um, so then I picked up three ticks over here. So I ended up with plus eight, minus two, plus three. Okay. And, uh, wait, it was plus eight, plus eight, minus two, um, plus two. It wasn't plus three, it was plus two. Okay, that put me at plus eight right there. And then I missed a couple of trades here and here. This would have been a break-even. This would have had a nice profit. This would have had a nice profit. This one was a break-even, another break-even. This would have been break-even had I taken it. I picked up a couple of ticks here to get me a plus 10. Missed a trade there. And somewhere in there I had another one. There's a couple. There's something missing here. Yeah, let me go back and see 
go to this end. Because we had a plus four at the end that put me at 36. We had a plus 16 right there to put me at 32. We had a plus four right there to put me at 16. And so there was a plus two somewhere that I missed. I think it was right in here. One of these was plus two. To get me, or plus, plus two to get me from 10 to 12. Anyway, that's the way it worked. The way it worked, I had plus eight, minus two, plus two, plus two, plus two, plus four, plus 16, and then plus four to get me at plus 36 on the morning session. That's not counting all the break-evens. So during the break, it got really nasty and choppy in here, and you really didn't want to do any of that. Um, it went down to this zone. Didn't really give you a trade setup going down there. Went through it on the other side. It did give you a nice trade setup right here on the other side. Um, that was really it. It didn't give a lot after that. You know, the ES was really whippy today, it seemed like. And I said earlier today, you know, after you have a huge, huge amount of volatility like this right here, a lot of times you're going to get into a day of consolidation. And so it wouldn't surprise me if we ended up with a lot of consolidation today, maybe even tomorrow. It's not really what I want. I want to see highs, new highs every day. That's what I want to see going into the end of the year. But we'll see what happens. All right. All right. Back to the spreadsheet. Um, here we go. Now, if you're going to read the spreadsheet, you're going to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down the bottom. Today is the 16th day of December 2021. Today, 24 takes in crude, lost 13 in gold, and made 36 on the ES. What is it? Plus 560 on the morning session. <clears throat> um, today, it took eight minutes and three trades to get to the goal for the day. That part of $100 a contract, and we took a total of 27 trades. So on the month now, we're at $9,510 a contract. That's over 12 trading days, averaging $792 per contract per two hour trading day. On the year, we've gotten the goal on 238 out of 241 days. That puts us at $141,585. So over 241 days, averaging 587 per contract per two hour day. Now, if you were to quit trading when you got the goal for the day and you added one contract per month, you would have worked a total of 62.68 hours so far this year and averaged $3,041 per hour. That's if you did everything exactly as I did and you got all the same exact fills and you did it with all the contracts. Didn't have any slippage, didn't have any partial fills, which I mean, once you start trading multiple contracts, that's just impossible. But you should actually do better than I do because you don't have all the distractions that I do. That said, if you've not taken a free trial, go here to eminitrainingschool.com and right here, all that we ask for is your first name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us your biggest training challenge so we can tell that one on training just for you. Hit the send button, you'll be sent a confirmation link. You must click on that confirmation link, okay? If you don't click that link, we don't know that you took the free trial, so make sure you click on that link, all right? All right, that's it, guys. With that, I'm going to wrap it up. Send it back out to Studio A in fabulous Phoenix, Arizona. Overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Dwayne, if you are ready. I am ready. Thanks. Recap of the recap. Today it took eight minutes and three trades to get to $100 per contract. Eight minutes and three.
How many links does it take? Yep, to the center of a tootsie roll tootsie pop. Let me let me check something real quick. Uh, a message. I'm looking to buy a new computer, and I've been haggling with a bunch of different guys, and I'm trying to figure out this isn't what I wanted. I want to close this. Just tell the guy yes. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what I'm getting from. Um, well, here I no, I can't show it. Well, I could. Hang on. Copy. Okay. Go over here. Go to the breeze channel. Paste. Tell the guy I'm tied up for next hour. Then come to my house. Okay. So since I couldn't get the picture to go over, it's an Intel Core i7. It's the 7700 series. It's not the the newest of i7s, but it's got 32 gigs of RAM. It's got a super sexy video card, the GTX 1080 with 8 gigs of onboard RAM. It's got an SSD. It's got a one terabyte hard drive. Uh, my machine is old. It can't keep up in fast markets anymore. So huh. now I get to go through the fun of setting up a new computer, getting all like my streaming software moved over and oh, yeah. good charts times. moving. Oh, good times. Good times. Yeah. So mm -hmm. recap of the recap. Did I already ask you? Uh, yeah. Eight minutes and three trades to get to $100 per contract. Fantastic. Okay. All right, guys. In Logic 247 which is our 24-7, around-the-clock, e-mini alert service. As of 12.20 p.m., we have a total of 66 alerts issued since Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. Five never triggered. We're still waiting on the results of two. We've had 59 actionable alerts, of which 6 or 10% would have been stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible based on market structure, and a very simple three-step process that we teach all of our traders. Along with the Logic 247, okay, now this guy's starting to mess around with me. Now he's saying, well, what about tomorrow? What's wrong with today? Uh, this guy is starting to seem a little fishy. I think I'm getting ready to drop him like a hot potato. 
Anyway. That might be best. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to write him off and just keep shopping. Okay. Uh, last night. Now, the CTA, the format is different than the logic alerts. The logic alerts come out around the clock 24-7 because the global markets are open 24-7 with a one-hour break every day from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. And so last night at 6 p.m. Eastern, even though it was still Wednesday night, that was the beginning of the Thursday session. Thursday session will end today at 5 p.m. Eastern. Tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern will begin the Friday session. So I got the alerts out one hour after the Globex open. There's two numbers for each market. Draw a line in the sand at each one of these numbers. Make note of the price of the markets you trade when this static report is posted. If price starts trending up towards 47.22, that is bullish, so you will look for opportunities to be long the market using Logic 247 and everything Michael and Valerie teach you in the live training room. On the other hand, if price starts trending down <clears throat> towards 46.51, that's bearish, and so you'll use Logic 247 and everything you learn in the live training room to find opportunities to be short the market. Now we're going to go through these charts one by one. So if you want to grab a screenshot, do it right now. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to send him my final message. All right. So you've had plenty of time to get your screenshot while I took care of my personal business. Sorry about that. Let's go to the daily chart of the S&P 500 E-mini futures. Now, you leave your charts running, when a new session starts, you need to adjust your daily chart. Go to any other time frame, and then come back to the daily to make sure you don't have any kinks in your indicators. That looks pretty kinky. Okay. Alright. So what do we have here? We got a new all-time historic intraday high. And when I was setting up when I moved the weekly trading zone to M or not the weekly trading zone but the fibs to uh, correspond with the new all-time historic high this was the previous okay now that we have a new all-time historic high Come tomorrow, we're going to have a new last leg up. Okay, see, this has been our last leg up. The low was put in back on October 1st. Here. And took us all the way to the new all-time historic high. Then we had our retracement to the 50% FIB. But now that we've put in a new all-time historic high, okay, then that's going to change a few things. 
this is going to become the last leg up. So when we do the show tomorrow, you'll see exactly what that looks like. In fact, I'll probably post some images uh, in the uh, Telegram discussion groups later today or tonight. Now, while we did open last night and make a run to the upside, we've come off of that substantially and we've pulled back almost to the step line in blue and climbing which we expect to be good support if price gets through that good support then the daily bbc is a big line in the sand okay and that should give us a very nice bounce those who participated in yesterday's fed rally what you're seeing here is a lot of profit taking okay but once we get back to this point here or here, we should see buyers step back into the picture and continue because we've had a leg and a retracement, a leg, and we're looking at a retracement. Now, if this retracement takes out that swing low, that changes the picture even more. But I won't go into all that detail today. I'll just simply show it to you tomorrow so the important numbers from the daily perspective today's high today's low and then just below today's low the daily step line and the bbc that's support times two and if the bears are really committed they could push us all the way down to the daily bbc which is at 46.45 and that should be good support it's possible we spike it like we did here okay but we spiked it and then we came roaring right back with the help of the Fed again I found nothing uh, positive really uh, about anything Jerome had to say yesterday but the markets liked it so and I've already explained the reason why so I won't bore you with that again we'll go straight to the 30-minute chart of the S&P Okay, all right, the vertical lines separate today, Thursday, from yesterday, Wednesday. Obviously, the short CTA for today has not triggered, uh, but it could. The long CTA is 47.21. <clears throat> on the first trigger of the CTA at 47.21, we ran right to the target. On every long alert, the final trade to target, doesn't matter how many targets a logic alert has, or the final trade to target on CTAs and logic alerts is always the weekly trading zone above. On shorts, it's the weekly zone below. So from 21, we ran up to 33. That's 12 points at $50 a point. That's $600 per contract traded in one 30-minute candle. Now, once an alert triggers, there's a greater probability of it triggering again and possibly again and even again than not triggering again. And as you can see, price came right back below the trigger, found support at the weekly trading zone, when price rises to a zone, we expect resistance. When price drops to a zone, we expect support. That's exactly what the market handed us.
and then we got a re-trigger and that took us all the way right back up to the target it's another six hundred dollars per contract traded and price even kept going put in the all-time historic high the new all-time historic high at 47.43 and a quarter okay then price pulls back to the BBC and this time the pullback doesn't hold the pullback holds more often than it doesn't but we know that at least 20% of the time the pullbacks not going to hold this time it did not hold it took us right down to the weekly trading zone where we consolidated for an hour I mean the zone is actually uh, 89 slash 90 okay so we came within a few ticks here within a few ticks here and then we consolidated and now we have gotten below that weekly zone and so the next high probability move from here is really quite simple down to the zone at 46.76 and so your trade would be something like 46.78 to 46.76 and then expect support at the zone 75 slash 76 so basically you got a two-point trade there okay all right um, this was the open <clears throat> we're above the BBC the bullish momentum from the Fed announcement continued uh, the London open right here was that pullback that took us below the trigger for the second run so we got a nice run off the London open but then once London peaked out it's basically just been down down now we came down and we bounced back up to the step line we came down and we bounced back up to the step line and now we've broken below this weekly zone and the next logical support target would be the zone below at 75 slash 76 that's the S&P on to the Dow okay last night's long CTA for the Dow was 35910 okay we initially triggered at 1 a.m. Eastern remember these are global markets we have traders around the world and so our date session is their night session and vice versa so from 35.9.10 we ran up to 35.9.10 that's 22 points that's uh, a little over $100 per contract traded then we got back below the trigger trigger number two took us to the target yes we exceeded the target and went to the next zone where we found resistance now remember these zones were given out to our members Monday morning 6 15 a.m. Eastern we published these zones since December 14th of 2009 so we have well over a decade of data that tells us exactly how price behaves around a weekly trading zone 
only three things happen at a zone. The most likely is consolidation. The second most likely is rejection. That's what this is. This is consolidation. This is rejection because the only thing left touching the zone when the 30-minute candle closed was the wick. So price got rejected at the zone. Okay. On the way up, price found resistance and consolidated for a while before it made its run. When we opened last night, price came down to the zone and found support. And we went from zone to zone to zone. Got to tell you, these weekly trading zones are one of the single most important tools that I have in my trading toolbox. They are so reliable. They give our traders a playing field for the week, if you will. We know where the highest weekly zone is. We know where the lowest weekly zone is. And we expect all trading activity to take place inside of that playing field. Now, <clears throat> if price continues to drop, we would expect support. Just like we found last night off the open. Okay. And if buyers step in and get busy, they could take us up for another trigger. But you got to be careful because on a long trigger, okay, like the one we had here and the one we had here, and this one pulled back right to the zone, uh, but it got rejected at the zone, but that's okay because you already had your trade up to the target, but it pulled right back to the number. What's the low of that candle? Low of that candle is 35.908. So actually, there's a third trigger. First trigger, second trigger, and then a third trigger. The second trigger and the third trigger took you all the way to the published target, from the published entry to the published target, from 910 to 970. That's 60 points at $5 a point. That's $300 per contract traded. Now, once you understand our methodology and our strategy, then you would know how to handle this after the consolidation. Now, price did dip back below the trigger one more time, and it did provide a beautiful trade right up to the trade to target. Red and falling was way up here. So while the guideline says we don't want to go long into the face of potential resistance, the other issue is that on this pullback, we got below the BBC. And we don't want to go long below the BBC. We want to go long above the BBC. So again, our traders who understand the methodology and the strategy would have understood the opportunity here up to the next zone. And the Dow continues to drop. Okay. And if it falls through this weekly zone, which we expect to be good support, then the next zone below is right here. Again, once an alert triggers, there's a greater probability of it triggering multiple times than not triggering multiple times. One trigger, two trigger, three triggers, all profitable trades. Okay. If you got in at the published entry and you got out at the published target. All right. Let's go to the Russell. The Russell. 
the long CTA was 2208 and we triggered and ran straight to the target which is the zone above 2208 to 22 hang on to 2213 that's five points at $50 a point $250 per contract traded now what was the low of this candle okay we didn't quite get back below the trigger so this was all one trigger okay now over here we did trigger again but price was below the BVC so we don't go long below the BVC when you're trading off a 30 minute chart no matter what time frame you execute on for me and for what I teach all of our discretionary traders is I teach you to set your course by the 30 minute chart and then you can choose to execute on whatever time frame you're comfortable with okay so we triggered 2168 we put in a low at 6670 uh, so that's 1.3 points but I don't think we're done to the downside yet okay so that's the story on the Russell <clears throat> the next area for support on the Russell see this bullish cross here okay once you have a bullish cross that leads to an extended move the first time price revisits the area of that bullish cross it will most likely serve as support giving you a bounce and on the second or third attempt it very well may break through but on the first touch of that area and the same is true of a bearish cross that leads to an extended move okay so if you get short here at 2168 or maybe you're conservative you want market to prove itself so you're going to go short at 2165 then set your target at about 2160 okay just to be just to be conservative just to be safe price still working its way down and then below that area of support we've got potential support here at the swing low from yesterday and then the next weekly trading zone below down at 2110 slash 2111 on the NQ we had two-sided action that means we triggered both on the long side and on the short side this is where the market opened last night here's the initial trigger now it's got red and falling right on top of it which is a bummer we're above the BBC so we're okay to go long but we're right in the face of red and falling now this candle closes above red and falling so when you understand the methodology and the strategy and you see red and falling turn to blue and climbing then you're comfortable getting long on this candle or even this candle because the target is up at 16408 now from this basically this was almost a 60 point move from the trigger to the target at $20 a point that's $1,200 per contract traded price 
reached this zone to the tick. We consolidated here, pulled back a little bit, made another run at it, got through the zone, hit the weekly zone to the tick, which we expect to be resistance until proven otherwise. And then what time did that happen? That was at 6.30 this morning. And then once red and falling came into the picture and price got below the BBC, I started putting out alerts on the short side and logic 247. And look how far we have dropped. The short trigger was 16035. Not 0.25, just 16.035. Now, from 16.035, now, see this bullish cross? Support. Price bounced all the way up to 15.972. And then on the second attempt, it made it through that support area. So from 16.035 to the current swing low, 15.909. Here, I better, I better calculate this just to be sure. 16.035 minus current swing low. 15,909. That's 126 points. At $20 a point, that's $2,520 per contract traded. That is what the market made available from the published entry to the current swing low. Now, we did have two triggers, as you can see. The first trigger dropped from 16.035 down to 16.007. So that's 28 points at $20 a point. And then we got back above the trigger. Remember, once an alert triggers, High probability is going to trigger again, and it did. And so far, it's given us a move of over $2,520. And now that we've gotten through that area, we've got this potential area for support here. This is the final trade to target, 15,724. If we were to make it all the way to the final trade to target, 16035 minus 15725. That'd be 310 points. At $20 a point, that would be a $6,200 per contract move from the published entry to the published target. Now, I'm not saying we're going to make it all the way to the target, okay? But there's plenty of time left in the day for it to happen. And we've got a very bearish structure on our hands here. Okay. It would take 
some very courageous bulls to step in at this point and try to turn this thing around before we at least hit this area for potential support. Remember, the institutional traders, the hedge fund managers, they watch daily, weekly, and monthly charts the way we watch 30-minute charts, and range charts, and tick charts. So they're seeing this in a little bit different light, okay? This is a, in fact, from here down, onto this potential support area, it's a beautiful window of opportunity. Because you have no obvious obstacles in your path to prevent price from getting there. Now, buyers can show up out of nowhere. News can show up out of nowhere. Okay. We don't trade news events. We don't trade FOMCs. We don't trade the early morning economic reports as a rule. Some of our traders may. But basically we're not news traders okay our philosophy is to be flat ahead of major economic reports we don't want to trade the news or the reaction to the news we prefer to play or to pl not play we don't play we work we trade the not the news not the reaction to the news but the follow-through to the reaction of the news there set it right that time okay so catch a little bounce no big deal price rarely travels in a straight line we could even bounce up as high as the step line red and falling and then begin the next leg down okay a healthy move long or short will always have pullbacks along the way The low of this candle right here, that is potential support. So I'm gonna adjust this down just a little bit because I wanna get below the low of that candle. And then I got nothing in my way all the way down to the low of that candle, okay? All right. These are the kinds of things that you learn when you become a CFRN passport holder. Now, just getting a passport is not like waving some magic wand. Poof, you're a consistently profitable trader. No, becoming a passport holder puts the knowledge and the tools at your disposal that allow you to become a consistently profitable trader, but only if you're willing to put in the work. That means you gotta show up for class. If you can't show up for class, we video some of the classes, and once you become a passport holder, Valerie will share some of those videos with you. Uh, Michael does the same thing every day, day after day. He takes the same trades in the same way, same explanation, same rule. So whether you're watching a video of this morning's live trading room or one from six weeks ago, six months ago, or six years ago, you're going to see and hear him doing exactly the same thing. Okay, over and over and over. And you need to learn that mechanical model before I can even attempt to teach you the discretionary model. Okay, you can get your passport at emanyfuturestrading.com 
can call Valerie at 949-42-E-MINI if you have questions or email support at CFRN.net. It's an important decision because you are going to end up either in this group or this group. Nine out of ten new traders fail simply because they don't have any idea what they're doing. They've not had someone teach them how to trade. We provide a living, breathing instructor in the live training room every trading day, putting on, taking off trades every day using the same methodology, the same strategy, the same indicators, and the same rules day after day after day after day. Okay? You won't find that most places. Along with the group training every day where you're allowed to ask questions so that it is actually a learning experience. It's not just a spectator. Trading is not a spectator sport. If you want, now you could always just pay somebody to manage your money. But if you actually want to learn how to trade yourself, become the master of your own financial destiny, then you're going to have to participate. You're going to have to ask lots of questions. Okay. Now, trading is not easy, but it can be simple when you understand some very simple facts, like price flows the same on all markets and all time frames, from support to resistance, back to support, back to resistance, over and over, again and again, it is a never-ending cycle. Everything we teach, every tool that we provide is fluid across all markets, all time frames, futures, stocks, crypto, options. Price flows the same on a four hour Forex chart of the British pound as it does on a one minute chart of the S&P E-mini futures. From support to resistance, back to support, back to resistance. We teach you how to read the chart like a newspaper, better yet a mystery novel, because every day is a new experience. The market does the same thing every day, but just in a slightly different way. And once you've been with us a few weeks, you should be able to look at a 30 minute chart and instinctively know what the next high probability move is. Now, so far this week in Logic 247, only 10% of the alerts have been stopped out based on the $300 alert pro, uh, risk profile. But on an average week over the last 176 weeks, what we've averaged is 20% of the alerts get stopped out. So when you get the idea in your head and it sticks that there is no holy grail that the only perfection in trading and i quote mark douglas the only perfection in trading is knowing what to do when to do it and then doing it you have no power over the outcome okay and i know a lot of websites promise you this and promise you that I can't even begin to tell you how many students we have from one of the more famous places, OTA. They came to us with lots of knowledge. Unfortunately, they had never been taught 
how to trade. Many of them spent as much as $50,000 and they still had not been taught how to trade. They had a lot of market knowledge, a lot of knowledge about markets, but they hadn't been taught how to trade. And by comparison, that makes the cost of our lifetime never expiring passport seem pretty humble. Along with the group training, you have unlimited one-on-one -on -one private mentoring. You learn our proprietary methodology, which again, you can apply to futures, stock, crypto, Forex. Price flow is the same on all of them, believe it or not. And as a passport holder, you receive the Logic 247 alerts and the concierge trade alerts, access to the Thursday night workshops, and much more. Your journey starts at eminifuturestrading.com. If you are wondering, is there a holiday special? Just call Valerie at 949-42-E-MINI. When she answers the phone, say, ho, 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 and see what she's got for you, okay? All right, back to the charts. NQ, it's kind of, Holding steady here, we got some buyers putting some money on the table, trying to move this boulder up a mountain. They might succeed, but it's not high probability. The high probability at this point remains on the short side and will remain on the short side until price gets back above that 30 minute BBC. So we've covered all the indices, S&P, Dow, Russell, and Q. Let's go to crude. Now we roll today to the G contract, okay? But the alerts that went out last night were for the F contract, and there was still plenty of volume in the F contract today and last night to be able to trade it, okay? Now, 71.85 was the trigger and this first trigger made it up to 71.94. That's $90 per contract traded. Then we got back below the trigger, but we had red and falling in the picture. And that's not conducive to a long trade. But then red and falling turned to blue and climbing, gave us another nice trigger, and this time we ran up to 71, 72.11. So that's 15 and 11, that's $260 per contract traded. And then price got back below the trigger. We got blue and climbing, and we ran all the way to the target at 72.60. So that's $750 per contract traded if you got in at the published entry and got out at the published target. Price looks like it now may want to pull back to the BBC and give us another leg to the upside. Whether it dips back below the CTA or not, I can't say for sure. But if price drops from here, that very well could happen. One, two, three, four triggers, one alert. No trigger on the short side yet. So. I don't, so that I don't forget tonight when I send out the CTAs, 
Now that I've shown you last night's alert, I'm going to go ahead and roll this to the new G contract and all the alerts going forward. In fact, even the logic alerts this morning were based on the new G contract. Okay. So we got two markets left to cover. Gold. CTA last night for gold. 1783. Uh, this was the open. Here's the first trigger. And the swing high there was 1784. So that's $100 per contract traded. And then price got back below the trigger. Fortunately, you had red and falling right overhead. So you may have resisted the initial trigger and waited for price to close above red and falling. See that red and falling turn to blue and climbing, and then you're comfortable taking this long trade here. Price then comes back, gets below the trigger again. Triggers, but we're below the BBC now, so we gotta let price get above the BBC. Once we're above the BBC, there's a window of opportunity up to red and falling, but you got to be very cautious because you don't know price is going to blow through red and falling. But then price pulls back to support at the step line and the BBC and makes this monster run all the way up to the weekly trading zone at 1800 slash 1801. Again, can't stress enough the importance of making sure if you're a passport holder that you have the weekly trading zones on your chart. We send them out 6.15 a.m. Eastern every Monday morning so all of our traders have a chance to get them on their chart before Wall Street even wakes up for the week. And now for the big move of the day and the last market. Hi-ho silver what a welcome move this is you're looking at a five thousand dollar per contract move now the trigger last night <clears throat> was 22.16 and on the initial run up we got to 22.19 so that's three pennies now let me break it down a one dollar move in silver is worth five grand if you're trading futures. There's a hundred pennies and a dollar. So this first move from 22.16 to 22.19 is three pennies. Price gets back below the trigger, triggers again. This time it goes to 18 and a half, two and a half pennies. Then we get back below the trigger, but on this trigger, we got red and falling overhead, and that represents potential resistance. Not all triggers are created equal. Here's the beauty right here. We pull back, we get below the trigger, we find support at the BBC, we trigger 2216. The target overhead, the trade to target, 
published entry to the published target is 2237. So 2237 minus, what is it? 16 points? No, here. I'll just cheat and use a calculator. I should be able to do that simple math. I may be getting older. I don't know. 2237 minus 2216. It's 21 pennies. 25 pennies is $1,250 per contract traded. So we overshot the target, kept going, hit the next zone, and we still got one more zone overhead. Boy, I'd love to see Silver tag that before the end of the week. Okay. Now, in the grand scheme of things, uh, earlier this year, I was looking for Silver to hit 50 bucks in March. Because early in the year, February, we ran up to $30, found resistance, and we haven't been able to break that resistance since. So, I'll take whatever the market hands me. I know we got to climb a wall of worry to get back up to that point but when the freds when the fed the fred when the fed stops printing when the taper starts and the interest rates start to climb where's money going gold silver btc eth okay i don't have crystal balls but I'm telling you, based on what Powell said yesterday, that's how it's going to play out. Unless the way markets have functioned since the beginning of time somehow suddenly change. So that brings us all the way around the world back to this big red daily candle that found support at the step line and blue and climbing. Bulls and bears are fighting it out right now. We just filled that window of opportunity. Remember, at the, just a few minutes ago, I said you got a two-point window of opportunity here down to the zone. We expect the zone to be support, and it was. Price is now probably going to rally back up to the zone overhead, connect with red and falling, and that's going to send us right back down to this same zone again. That's not a forecast, simply an observation. And that's where I want you to be. When you become a passport holder, I want you to be able to look at a 30-minute chart of any market you trade and instinctively know what the next high probability move is. We're on a 30-minute chart. We just bounced off support at a weekly zone. So we would expect price to continue rising until it runs into resistance. Once a market finds resistance, it's going to turn around and go look for support. Just like as we were dropping and found support at the zone, we turned around and now we're looking for resistance. The market is always trying to get to a weekly trading zone. From the moment the markets open Sunday night till they close Friday afternoon, if price is above the BBC, it's trying to get to the zone above. If price is below the BBC, it's trying to get to the zone below. Okay? Now, 
but there are pullbacks along the way. So we're, we've got a bearish cross. We're well below the BBC. We do anticipate lower prices, <coughs> but we know that in every uptrend and every downtrend, there are pullbacks, retracements. That's what keeps the move healthy. That's what keeps the move moving. Okay. So with that, we'll go to our good word for the day. Yesterday, we talked about becoming intimately acquainted with God. We all know the president is Joe Biden, but not many of us actually know Joe. Okay. Many people in the world believe that they're is a God, a creator of the universe, but they don't actually know him, okay? So that was our discussion yesterday. We used the scripture, Philippians 3.10. All I want is to know Christ and the power that raised him to life. Today, our topic is how God deals with our self-centeredness. Remember, the heart of man is desperately wicked. And without Christ, we'd have no hope. Galatians 5.24 said, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. It's estimated that the average person speaks about 9 million words a year. And more than half are I, me, my, and mine. <laughs> when uh, Barack Obama was president, they used to make these funny memes. Uh, they always make funny memes about important people. But he would deliver a 30-minute speech, and they would have a ticker running how many times he said, I, me, or mine, uh, instead of we, us, you know, like we the American people, you know, us, our, or our country. It, no, his speech pattern was more me, me, me. So, but that's a story for another day. But think about this. Over the course of a year, you'll speak about 9 million words. And more than half are I, me, my, and mine. But following Christ means dying to self, and self-centeredness doesn't give up without a fight. That's why Paul writes that we need to nail our sinful desires to Christ's cross and kill them off. Self-interest will never just roll over and die. It must be killed. And it's a daily battle because we have a tendency to cling to our own interests with a death grip. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 20, 27, whoever desires to be first, let him be your slave. In those days, a slave was on the lowest rung of the ladder of household servants. 
that means you have been called to sacrifice your own interests in order to serve others and if he has to god will leave you with a reminder of what it took to get through to you in your particular areas of stubbornness and self-centeredness and this is where I personally began to practice this very lesson that we're taught in this scripture. Whenever we would have a church event, even if it was on the day that maybe I spoke and we then go into the banquet hall, you know, to break bread with one another, uh, I would be asked to step to the head of the line, be served first. And in the beginning, that was quite an honor. I had quite a little ego, but this scripture taught me, no, I want to be humble like Jesus. And so instead of accepting that position at the first of the line to fill my plate with fried chicken and all that good stuff, I'd say, no, no, no. I want to see everyone else eat first. And then I would walk around, talk to people, mix and mingle, go outside, breathe some fresh air. And when the last person had been served, I would get my plate. And whatever was left, I would eat that. Now, some might say that's false modesty or false pride. I don't care what you say. I was trying to teach myself a lesson to put myself last and not first. You have been called to sacrifice your own interests in order to serve others. And if he has to, God will leave you with a reminder of what it took to get through to you in your particular areas of stubbornness and self-centeredness. For example, after his encounter with God, Jacob walked with a limp for the rest of his life. But it was a constant reminder of his total dependence on God. And the great apostle Paul wrote this in 2 Corinthians 12:7, To keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh. I think he was a smoker. <laughs> no, just kidding. Some say it was his eyesight. Uh, history doesn't tell us what that particular thorn was that God left in his flesh. But sometimes we pray for God to take something away, but he doesn't because he put it there on purpose as a reminder. So, if you're praying for something to be removed in your life, something to be changed, and nothing's happening, start praying the will of the Father. To God, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going about this all wrong. Maybe you got a different idea. Maybe you got a different plan. I want to I be on your program. I'm not asking you to get on my program. To keep from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh. 2 Corinthians 12.7 So Paul had a handicap. Okay? 
What's yours? What habit do you battle? A fear that dogs your tracks? A difficult relationship? A financial shortfall? A physical ailment? Why doesn't God just take it away? Because he considers anything that makes you more dependent on him and less dependent on yourself a plus and not a minus. And that's our good word for the day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell. Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decision. 